0: who is listening, you are listening to YBAB Sports Desk. I am Greg, that is Lou, that is Cashley, and we are here to talk all things sports. As you can see, if you're listening live on stereo, shout out, uh, shout out to stereo. We're going to be talking about the WWE pay-per-view that just happened this Saturday called SummerSlam, or as I call it, WWE Goddamn, because um, I feel like I have my personal opinions on it, but I hated it. We'll talk about that later. And we're going to talk about the AEW and all of the things that are encompassing of wrestling. Um, this means that there will not be any talks of the NBA, NFL, or any other sports for this episode, but you guys will deal because next week we're going to go all in on that. With that being said, Cashley, lead us off.
1: Yes. So this past weekend, it was a lot of wrestling, but, uh, the, uh, um, peace de resistance as i guess say is uh summer which is wwe well one of wwe's biggest pay-per-views of the year so uh, that was this past saturday in detroit for field i believe the official attendance number was 59,164 i think and according to um triple h it's pretty much their biggest uh pay-per-view in terms of viewership and attendance um Ever, pretty much so shout out to them but let's get into the official card and uh the official thoughts and grades on it so starting off on the show was ricochet versus logan paul um of course logan paul he had to you know get in and go ahead and get out so we can get to his brothers fight um i can honestly say i kind of enjoyed this one for the theatrics and for the uh the overall acrobatic moves um it, it's not that typical kind of wrestling match that people would even expect but as much as I don't like Logan Paul there were times in his match where he really did impress me so shout out to him um but I would give this match just a, a, a B um like I said it wasn't your, it wasn't your typical match but you know I mean it, it was still good nonetheless I'll give it a B yeah. Um,
0: I'll give it a B too. uh, Yeah, for this card, it's a B. I I don't want to be too critical. I'll just give it a B. Yeah, all the reasons you said. (laughs) Um, and because I feel like they used Ricochet and even his wife, just like so effectively in the match. Mm -hmm. Um, Corey Graves though was the reason why it went from a C to a B because his. Snarky commentary was yes. like very good for this one match, and I think they told him to yep. kind of like tone it down for the rest of <laughs> for the rest of the card. But he was on ten from the moment it started until the end, and even after. Yeah, um, Ricochet and his wife won't definitely have to fight him like backstage for some of the shit he was saying. But overall, <laughs> I, I was really really impressed with this match. I'll go with the B yep. as Yeah. Well.
1: Yep. And uh, next up, we have Brock Lesnar versus Cody Rhodes. Um, this was a continuation of their post WrestleMania, uh, I guess you can say storyline. I can honestly say I don't know what this is. I still don't understand the whole point of them matching up, except you know, gotta get Cody back, brain acclimated because so, you know he was injured quite a few times. Um, the match was good for what it was. I'm glad it's the end of. It's definitely one of those that needed a finisher, and I think this was it. So um, I think I'd give this match a B, too. Like I said, it's just like the Logan Paul-Ricochet match. It was good for what it was. I won't be too overly critical with this one either, so I'd give it a B. Yeah, yeah,
0: for sure. Uh, I, I, the ending was a B. The match was a D. Like, mm. I, I, and the reason why I say that someone's like, "How did you grade it that like differently on a scale?" The reason why was it's the first time I've ever seen Brock do what he did. If you haven't watched the card, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. spoiler alert, he um, he actually put someone over. When people say right. that Brock put someone over, like even Roman was not put over mm-hmm. by Brock, like ever. Right, mm-hmm. and I, I think the reason why, that, just my excuse for why Brock didn't put Roman over is because he knew that he was already being put on by the machine. So there was mm-hmm. no point of putting him over. And right, truthfully, if Triple H didn't go and separate the belts the way that he did, Cody right now would be mid card and it mm-hmm. would be considered paying his dues. Why Cody needs to pay his dues. I have no clue, but Brock did something that I never thought I would see him do, which was honestly have a change of the guard. And I feel like he has so much respect for Cody, not just in, you know, in-ring, but as a person, that's why he did what he did. Anybody right. else would never get that type of treatment. So the match itself, the reason why I was a D is because I've seen it so many times with so many other people that Brock has fought. But it's like, it's nothing new. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So that's why I got a D for me the reason it went from a D to a B is kind of like if you give it extra credit and it's like, whoa, like you actually told a story. I've never seen Brock tell a story and he told mm-hmm. a story without saying anything. There wasn't any Paul Heyman there to tell that story. There wasn't any, like honestly, any words from him. It's kind of like when he, you know, he beat Undertaker, Undertaker kind of gave him the change of guard, And then it was just that there wasn't any excuse or any logical reason. It was just like, all right, cool. It is what it is. You will deal. And I'll keep moving on. So for me, it went from a D to a B, so I'll take it that way.
1: Yeah. Um and, and I, I gotta add, I, I do like the fact that um Brock did put Cody over in the way that he did. That was uh that was a nice way to end it. Ended. So um I thought I thought that was cool and I think that's why that it kinda brought it up to a B for me as well. Because like you yeah. said it's a match that everybody's seen before with like it's the same kind of match he had with Roman, right? Or mm-hmm. with anyone else. So I mean, you know. But uh moving on was the Slim Jim SummerSlam Battle Royal, which still to this day kind of confuses me. Like, what's the point? Um, what was the end goal? Like uh, we don't know if it was for a title shot or anything, but um the winner of that battle royal, which uh which is an awesome pop for Detroit, LA Knight, who was incredibly over right now. Um, if you're watching uh SummerSlam in particular, he is so over. It's ridiculous. Like, he <laughs> And I think he's doing very well in merch sales as well, so it, it, it's crazy. But I think this Battle Royal had a few different elements in it. Um, there's going to be an upcoming U.S. championship match between Austin Theory, current champion and Santos Escobar. So they were both in the Battle Royal. so Santos actually eliminated Austin Theory so that's kind of continuing the storyline they got going on right now. Um Omos, the big dude, he was in it. Everybody teamed up, got him out of there. So <laughs> I mean it, it had its moments, but it's a battle royal. You know what I mean? So um yeah, I I, I don't want to be overly critical with this one either, but I give it a B minus. I mean it's a battle royal. It wasn't that exciting, yeah. but seeing LA Knight go over was cool.
0: Yeah. Um I'm, I'm going to give this one a C, and the only reason is it, it's just like most of the Battle Royals, just like you said. You've seen one, mm-hmm. you've seen all, and I, I feel like this was the Entree the Giant challenge for SummerSlam. Like, yeah. It, it, it wasn't really necessary, but you have to put somebody over, and historically, the WWE doesn't do good when they when they put somebody over for something prestigious like a Battle royal. So it's always like right. they won the battle royal because they beat everybody else. But then what? It, like, yep. if La Knight wins the Royal Rumble, then we can talk. If he wins mm-hmm. like the Survivor Series, then we can talk. Right? But yeah, like him winning a battle royal was like okay, you you did fanfare, and I'm completely fine mm-hmm. with fanfare. But right, it, it just it, it didn't hit the mark for me. I'm gonna give it a C. Somebody like Greg, you being super critical, you went from you know a B to a D and all this stuff trust me like watch it for yourself you'll understand why yeah. I feel this way so
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah to- to- totally agree Um I think and I think battle royals are pretty much a thing for SummerSlam like if you really go back and watch those old ones if you're one of those mm-hmm. wrestling fans that have been watching especially in the 90s like my favorite SummerSlam is the one from 95 you know you mm-hmm. had Razor on the card Brett Undertaker but battle royals are a thing so it but this one, I mean, like I said, it had its moments. But um, moving on to the next match, uh, Shayna Baszler versus Ronda Rousey. And this one was a MMA rules match. Um, I don't even know where to start with this one. Um. I, I, can finally, I can finally chime in on something. <laughs>
2: this is where I I missed the first half. That's why I haven't said anything for the first couple matches y'all went over. (laughs) Uh All right. I picked the wrong damn time to put SummerSlam on for this. I I mean,
0: (laughs) Oh oh my God.
2: Oh, like it, 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 that literally might've been one of the worst matches. Like, I don't even know if it was, if you want to call it that it it was just, it was horrible. Like I gave
0: it
1: an
2: F uh, straight up. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: I'm, I'm, Lou. I'm right there with you, bro. Um, if I could give an F minus, I would. Like this, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was so bad that um, let, let me just pull up a piece of news, if you if you don't mind. Um, I'm reading from where was this Russell Zone, right? So they put this mm-hmm. out today. Ronda Rousey after SummerSlam lost. Now I have no reason to stay. She said that Ronda Rousey, uh, Ronda says that Shayna was the reason why she got into this business and now she has no reason to stay. Um, basically, she's given, according to Wrestling Observer, they reported that Ronda Rousey has given the WWE a hard out date. Now, mm-hmm. um, I don't know what the hard out date is. Um, I'm assuming it would be SummerSlam and her just taking like the hard way out. But, I mean, if you're going out like this, You can keep it. You can Mm -hmm. keep it. Nobody cares. (laughs) Excuse me. But it's bad. It it was so bad that the Battle Royal that I also barely watched, I was like, you know what? That was probably more entertaining than this. Um, I, I hate to be this person. And somebody's like, Greg, you're really fucked up for saying this. Shayna Baszler is not nice to look at. Like, by any stretch of the imagination, right? And the fact that they, when I say this, again, somebody gonna call me an asshole, they intentionally make her out to be like the ugliest person on planet Earth with the black eyeshadow and just yeah, her like her scour and them. stuff like that. It's like, what the fuck? We like, and nobody said that she needs to have sex appeal. I, I don't care about that, but like, make her likable. Like, even when she was a, a face, she still, had, she still had that look. It was like, okay, you just intentionally just make her look this way, right? And then what messed it up for me is you started making Ronda Rousey do the same shit. It's like, wait, she's looking this way now. Like, the, the twins, like, no. Um, but the reason why this match really pissed me off is because there was a match that could have been on the card and it was pulled, but this match was on. Like I'll I'll let you go into that, actually, Because like I think we need to talk about that because this match no one should ever bring up again. This is one of this is Goldberg versus Brock for me. Like it happened, Mm -hmm. nobody cared, and yeah, this was just bad. It's an F for me.
1: Yeah. So the match that Greg is talking about is uh, Trish versus Becky. So Becky, she she didn't even come to Detroit. You know, I mean. (laughs) <laughs> I don't have none in the cards so what I'm gonna be there for um so yeah that was pretty much the match that wasn't on the card also absent on this card was uh Rhea Ripley I mean she mm-hmm. was there you know as kind of interfering in a later match but she's held a title for over a hundred days I guess and no title shots I mean no title defenses at all um mm-hmm. which is crazy to me but um yeah, I think the only part I liked about the Shayna Baszler-Ronda Rousey match was the video package before the match. <laughs> the way they kind of wove all of that together, I actually enjoyed. However, the match was a no. And I think I think an MMA match in the WWE, I, I don't think it went over well, to be honest. Um, it Yeah, it, yeah it, it's not the right venue for that if it's maybe MMA or I guess UFC or something like that, it would totally work. But in WWE SummerSlam, it was just a nah, it was a very hard yeah. stop. So yeah, I got to give it an F too. Yeah. They, they
0: completely shit the bed. And the fact that everybody knew that that match, it didn't belong in a car mm-hmm. was one thing. How high up it was on a card, Like, that's yeah, a 7 yeah. p.m. match it's like like that was better than and i get the jake paul thing um i'm sorry the logan paul thing i understand that completely however him and the reason why people were going to be like why is because his brother had a fight for um and like he basically he was fighting uh nick diaz right or nate diaz he was fighting him at midnight and he was flying from detroit to um God, where was it? I forgot where it was. It was in Texas. Nas- Nashville? Nashville. I yeah, Nashville. Nashville. No, that was Nashville. That was the
2: UFC. I'm sorry. That was the UFC. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, UFC was in Nashville, and I think the uh, boxing oh. fight was in Texas. So he maybe had a two-hour flight, right? So they wanted him to be there before midnight. The issue is if it would have been that deep, then make that fight the seven mm-hmm. o'clock fight. They didn't have any early. They didn't have any early card fights. And I think the reason why they didn't have any early card fights was because they felt as though like other matches would have made the card, which they didn't. Which again, bullshit. If you you know call it to me, because there was one match that we can all agree. Carried it past midnight, which is the main event that nobody Mm -hmm. gave a fuck. Like, I'm sitting there, I'm like, yo, it's almost one o'clock in the morning. This shit is still on. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. I just feel like, yeah, usually we see two matches before eight o'clock. And if you don't see two matches, you see one match and 30 minutes of commentary that you don't give a fuck about. Why not put At least Logan at that you know that opening Mm seven thirty fight, and then let him fly out or whatever, and then have this Ronda fight open Sumber Slam because at that point everybody's still in the concession stand, everybody doesn't give a fuck anyway, so cool. But my my last little iteration when it comes to this is Ronda Rousey threatens to leave the WWE almost every year. Mm -hmm. I just want to be the first one to tell her nobody cares because. As much as she wants Dana to take her back, she'll never be what she thinks she is. In her head, she still thinks she's the greatest fighter of all time when Amanda Nunes is now retired. So if, <laughs> if Yeah, think I heard she
1: about would, that. Yeah, like she said. I was like, she's like so that was she doing. She's retreating. So she was retreating. That's why she was in WWE. Exactly. She was scared.
0: Yeah, she wow. was scared of you know Amanda Nunes. And now that Nunes is out, I mean that's why she gave him the hard date. And when you look at the wow. articles that have come out about that, the reason why she's giving them a hard date is because Dana's probably putting that cause like, Hey, your box office, the issue with thinking that Ronda Rousey is box office is all the people she wants to fight either fight in a different car. You know, when I say a different car, I mean a different weight class or Amanda Nunes, who beat up on her and was the reason why she retreated to the WWE. It wasn't fucking Shayna Baszler. Like, come on now. Mm-hmm. We, we, we have to call a thing a thing. Shayna Baszler, yes, she was a loser in MMA as well. And that's why she decided to go to the WWE. But when it comes to Rousey, she makes it seem like the WWE called her. No, you came in here mm-hmm. wanting to be Rowdy Ronda Rousey, uh, Rousey, and you ruined it. You ruined it being who you are, right? And now that, mm. I guess, in MMA terms, she you know she wants to get her foot back in there, she can't. She can If she goes back to the wow. UFC, people people won't look at her like, "Wait a minute!" So you failed at the UFC the first time. You failed that WWE, and then you're going back to the place that you failed. So again, the match wasn't F. Um, I would have rather seen one of the two matches that didn't happen happen there. Yeah. Okay, and the last thing, the last thing um, when it comes to um, what's her name from the. The, the foursome, I always say their name wrong. Um, God, she what was supposed her? to fight, but she didn't. Um, with Dominic, uh, Mysterio, and all them, I, I always forget her name. Oh, yeah, Rhea Ripley, um, yeah, Rhea Ripley not having any title defenses or anything like that. I just think like they needed to put a belt on somebody. And mm-hmm. with, with that little, that faction alone, um, we've talked about this before, it's not a good faction anymore. Like, nobody, I won't say nobody cares. Is one of those things where it's like, okay, like you want to put a belt on everybody, but you can't put a belt on everybody because honestly, two out of the four aren't that great. Like when I say not that great wrestling, yes. But when it comes to are they a believable champion, two out of the four, I'll let you figure out who the four, you know, the two out of the four are, because mine may be different from mm-hmm. yours. Two of those four, I don't believe is a champion. Um, If you want to know my two, God, um, it's, it's not the woman, so I won't say that. But I believe she, Rhea Ripley could be a champion. Dominic Mysterio, um, maybe. And when I say maybe, like he already has a belt. So, sure, that leaves two other people. And the reason why I don't believe that these two can be champions is because the belts that they're going for, they have no merit in it. Like, nothing to me would say they deserve to have a title. Like when I look at Finn Balor, I'm like, okay, he's going for like the World Heavyweight Championship. Mm-hmm. If he has it, cool, but it's like, but well, how long? And then um Right. What's the what's the other dude's name who looks like he's in the three? Damian in Priest. three-man band. Yeah, Damian Priest, he's just um mm-hmm. uh Jinder Mahal all over again. <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. like if he gets it, he'll have it for like three months and then it'll be forgettable. Um Yeah, I I just don't really believe in that whole faction. I think they should be done with it, but nothing was worse than this match. Just to circle back and just like complete Mm -hmm. the rainbow. Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler are essentially what Rhea Ripley is now. She's a combination of the two. Like, if you put all three of their photos together Mm -hmm. and you put their wrestling skills together, like that's what they wanted. They wanted Mm -hmm. Ronda to be Rhea Ripley. They wanted Shayna Baszler to be Rhea Ripley. They got Rhea Ripley, luckily, because they repackaged her. Before, she was going to be like a Charlotte Flair-esque type of Mm -hmm. um, wrestler. She was going to have the blonde hair. She wasn't going to do the grunge and stuff like that. They said, no, mm -mm. (laughs) we need something different. What Rhea did was, honestly, she worked on her mic skills. Ronda and Shayna, I don't understand how they don't have mic skills. And they Mm -hmm. literally had to sell themselves to fight in the MMA. I'll never understand that shit ever. So, again, probably in my top 10 worst SummerSlam matches ever. When I say that, I'm not speaking loosely. It actually is in the list of some of the worst SummerSlam matches. Not because it's a woman match. Not because of, like, the length. It's, for me, where it fits on the card. And what could have been replaced by it. There are two other women matches that could have been so much better, that had a storyline that was developed. This Rhonda and Shayna thing, like, the, the, oh, I'm the godmother to your daughter storyline, and it, like nobody gave a fuck about it. The fact that we're texting in the group saying, this is stupid, this is dumb. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. No, just, yeah, don't go watch the replays, don't go on Twitter and figure out why. It's just that bad. So, again, I'm done with that.
2: The, the one <laughs> thing that I saw on, um, well, Twitter X, whatever the hell they want to call it this week, but uh, there was a video that as soon as the Ronda Rousey match like started, as soon as like you know Ronda was coming down to the ring, a majority of the fans got up and went to use the bathroom, get drinks, something to eat, <laughs> or whatever. So mm-hmm. that right there tells you how bad that match. Like how, what what people thought about that match. Put it that way.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it it's very reminiscent of you know how you know the divas' matches, how people would kind of walk out on those and use it as the you know the bathroom break. But um, yeah, the next match on the card was for the Intercontinental Title: Gunther versus Drew McIntyre. I can honestly say I love Gunther as the Intercontinental Champion. He's done so well with his title defenses; it's it's crazy, and I think he's officially the longest reigning. Intercontinental title in WWE history, which is awesome. Um he surpassed the Honky Tonk man. If y'all remember him <laughs> back in the day with the title, he surpassed yes. him um as long as he oh, yeah. champion. But um but yeah, him and Drew McIntyre, I actually I enjoyed this match. Um I actually gave it a low A. Like I said, I, I really enjoyed this match. I really enjoyed Gunther and his um title defenses. I don't think he's had a bad match. So far, to be honest,
3: so I, I gave it an
1: A
2: minus. Me, um, I'm I'm very close to it. Um, I I probably gave it a B. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I, I think, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if this was the match or the the next match that you were going to talk about, but um, mm-hmm. I just I, I put in a group text that this is one of the best matches I've ever seen, and I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure it was this one. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Then, it, it like you know, two big guys, but you know, agile, just you know, yeah. selling each other and everything like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I really enjoyed this this match a lot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna just really quick. A. I don't have any complaints. I don't even have any discussions. Just an A. This could have been the co-main event. I, I think I said that in the ta- in the group chat. This could have been mm-hmm. the co-main event. I, I, honestly, if I look at it again, this yeah, this could have been the main event. If we've been completely... <laughs> it was that good. Um, we need to start mm-hmm. putting respect on an Intercontinental Championship. I, yes, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. we we have to start putting some respect on it. I've even said yeah. that I have to get that black belt. I really have to. Um, it, mm-hmm. it just lo- it's probably one of the best looking belts I've seen in recent years. But yeah. Um, just an a like kudos to yeah. drew for coming back and putting on a hell of a yes. show shoot out you know shout out to gunther for just honestly being the champ the, a fighting champion like mm-hmm. it, and somebody's gonna be like okay eventually we'll get tired of him having the belt the reason why i don't get tired of him right now of holding the belt is because he's fighting people that matter and not burying them in the process. Like they can lose right. to Gun- yeah. uh, Gunther and then next month be fighting someone else in a different storyline. Right. It,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, A.
1: Straight A. Yep. Yep. Next match on the card was for the World Heavyweight Championship Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor. Um, and of course, uh, those who've been following these two for a while now, of course, it, it stems back to. Wow, was it four or five years ago when Finn uh, Balor faced Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship, uh, mm-hmm. which was a red yep. strap, by the way. So that it was that real red strap. And, you know, Finn Balor got seriously injured in that match and had to relinquish the title 24 hours later. So you want to talk long-term storylines? It's like that one just happened just cause, because, wow, we faced each other in a match all that time ago. And I got hurt. Had link the champion, and Seth Rollins caught a lot of heat because of that, like um, mm-hmm. him being called unsafe in the ring. So um, this was a long time coming. Uh, and of course, you know, Finn Ball is a part of the, of the Judgment Day, so that's when you see all of the you know his crew kind of come out and interfere. But um, yeah, I, I, I give this match also an A. Um, I, I did enjoy it. Um, that passion, that hatred, that Finn Balor, that chip on his shoulder, has towards Seth Rollins. I think it 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 can be a huge motivator, and when that comes out in the ring, um, it makes for really great storytelling. And like I said, this is years in the making. So, um, however, I, I I haven't seen Finn Balor get back to that champion he once was. Like I said, that had to be a really heavy loss for him to win the Universal Champion. Get hurt and then have to turn the title over the next night. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: he hasn't he hasn't really been back right. soon he hasn't he hasn't gotten that get back yet. So, but like I said, I give this match an A, even with the interferences with Judgment Day. I I enjoy this one too.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. What do you What do you got, Lou?
2: Uh, not that I uh, just to piggyback what uh, Cassidy said. I I really enjoyed this match too. Um and I I do like the uh the five year storyline you know when like like she was saying when uh Finn won the belt and then had to relinquish it the next night for getting yeah. injured you know um it, it it was very entertaining very entertaining but like this this is like the you know and, and you know the whole build up to it was the whole um. How Damian Priest is the money in a bank winner. Mm-hmm. If if Finn won the match, was Damien gonna cash in on him?
1: Right, you know, yeah. And,
2: and and you know, that shit too. So um, you know, I thought that was really, you know, a really, you know, cool part of it that they added mm-hmm. to it. And, you know, the the way the match ended, you know, just every you know, everybody's gonna have questions, you know, is the judgment day done now? Uh Right. Can can Damian Priest get along with Finn Balor? And and it 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 happened a couple times during the match too. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I really enjoyed how this match played out. So
1: yeah. Yeah, it's like a storyline in a storyline, right? Because you know, you have um Damian Priest who has the money in the bank contract and Finn Balor who's trying to get his hands on this championship, and you know. You know, get his get back. So it's like it's, like it's really a storyline within like a big storyline. So right, it's, you're following right. two different things. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm I'm just gonna go and give it a B. Um, again, the only reason I'm giving it a B because I have to be different, and, and <laughs> I know that's <laughs> fucked up, but like, mm-hmm. I just I don't want to say I'm not a fan of Finn Balor. It's just like the the lore for him just is not there anymore. Like mm-hmm. he It's like when Jeff Hardy like was champ and then all of a sudden he wasn't and then it's like he was never the same again. That's what I get from him. It's just like okay, like and he he just that he's in the intercontinental talk for me. Like he'll he'll always be that now. And the reason why is what makes Finn Balor, Finn Balor, he doesn't do anymore. So it's like mm-hmm. uh, Right. Are you Finn Balor or are you the guy that used to be Finn? Like the the not wearing the makeup shit. I understand his his premise in that. My issue is, but you, you do body paint now. Like what? Like you, no. So it, it's it's a B for me. And if somebody says, well, if it's a B because of the makeup, is that the only issue? No. Um Finn Balor doesn't tell a good story. That's why they put him in a faction. And even then mm-hmm. he's not even he's not even the He's not the threat in his own faction. He's supposed yeah. to be the leader.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's yeah. the
0: craziest it's like the the four people, you got four people who're supposed to be dominant. Uh two of them look dominant, and two are like, okay, we don't know where we're supposed to be right now. But you know what? Yeah. We're here. Like Rhea shouldn't be and I was gonna fucked up again. She as the leader doesn't look like the leader. They just put her as like the woman of the faction, but she got the belt. And she has more prestige than all of them combined. That is fucking crazy to think about. A four-person faction, and she's like the Charlotte Flair of that four. Like she's like, mm-hmm. oh well, I, I got more accolades. I've done more. Like when you look at Dominic Mysterio, like whatever. Um, I keep wanting to call him Damian Sandow, but you know who the guy I'm fucking talking about? Like <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Damian. Like, <laughs> <Damien laughs> yeah. Like oh wow. him. I'm like. Honestly, he just doesn't look like a threat. I really want them to stop playing with the idea of not even a breakup, but like turmoil between the two of them. Talking about Finn and uh, Damian Priest, and just call it what it is. Just get them the fuck out of the faction. Like it could mm-hmm. be a three-person faction, and the issue with it being a three-person faction is the two people that are arguing with, you know against each other, regardless if they break up. They're not a good, you know, fit for the faction. I feel like Rhea and Dominic are like Lana and Rusev, except for, like, they just, they both look dominant. They both have a, like, belt and a matter, right? Damien and, you know, Finn, if Finn stays with the faction and then Damien gets kicked out and they have a feud, it's like, why? Nobody cares. Like, cool? Like, whatever. So, and even if that happens that won't happen to what royal rumble so we still got another what six months to deal with that storyline
1: yeah so Mm -hmm.
0: and then we know we know we know this to be true um damien priest when he cashes in the belt he's gonna lose Mm -hmm. he he has to. there's no unless they give oh my god i don't even want to say that shit unless they give Finn Balor the belt and then he cashes in on him and that starts a feud. Oh, yeah. hmm
2: yeah. Lead- yeah. That's lead- exactly yes. what I was just
0: thinking, actually. hmm but, but would you want to see that match at WrestleMania? <laughs> no.
1: <laughs>
0: nah, Nobody yeah. wants to see that. Like, if you looked at a WrestleMania match and, like, for the World Heavyweight title, it would be... <laughs> oh, oh, God. I was going to say that. Let me just scrap that because I know what they're going to do. I'm not calling it as an expert or like I see into the future. They're going to start having these fucking trio matches with him, Finn, and fucking Seth Rollins. Mm. We'll start seeing triple threat matches. Oh my mm-hmm. god, nobody wants yeah. this.
1: <laughs> so kind of like this. what they did for the women's title um, on the card SummerSlam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Isn't that what? Ha- like, isn't that what? Ha- that's happened before. where it's like the person who had the Money in the Bank? I want to say it was Miz. Like. Whoever just did they cashed in and they failed, so mm-hmm. they 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 failed the money in the bank or whatever they failed the cash in. But what happened was they stuck around the storyline, so they started making the next like three or four pay per views like triple threat matches, and we're like, yo, nobody wants this. Can we just get mm-hmm. rid of the third person and just make these one on ones? But yeah, nobody cares. Nobody wants
3: that at all. um Hold on, John said one thing. Let me play that voicemail. I totally agree. Nobody wants to see Damian Priest as a champion. I don't even like him as a wrestler. I I swear. Yeah.
0: I I just, Mm -hmm. I'm never understood. Like, again,
3: that's why I keep calling him Damian Sandow. Like, they're interchangeable. It's sick. Oh, one more. I believe the last person to have the money in the bank and cash it in and lose was Ben Corbin.
1: Yep, certainly
0: oh, was. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. Yep. What was it, Baron Corbin? Yeah.
1: Yep, Damn. Baron Corbin. Yep. Yep, certainly Man.
0: was. Mm-mm-mm. What else we got, Cash?
1: <laughs> so the next match on the card was for the WWE Women's Championship, which was started out as a one-on-one, but they had to add Charlotte Flair to the mix. So it was Asuka versus Charlotte versus Bianca Belair. Um... To be honest, I I was not happy to see them add Charlotte. I was going to totally riot if she won that match. Same. However, um, I think it would have been much better if I had gotten maybe a rematch between Asuka and Bianca Belair, to be totally honest. I I don't think Charlotte was really needed. In fact, fact, she was kind of like a distraction to me in the match. Um, It's like she was almost like a third wheel. To be honest. Um, mm-hmm. But like I said, I, I think the ladies, they try to do as good as they did with the three of them, um, kind of matching each other uh, move for move. There were some exciting spots in the match. However, there was a point in the match where Bianca did hurt her knee. Um, she sold it very, very well. Um, you know, she did the whole limping off thing, and then she, you know, she had to find that strength and run back to the ring, and get back in. Um, but there was one pivotal point in the match at the end when uh, Charlotte had Oscar. No, Charlotte had uh, Bianca in the figure eight, and then Oscar came off the top rope and got her, and then Bianca got the quick roll up, and now Bianca is the new WWE Women's Champion. However, there was a missed Money in the Bank. E.O. Sky, who came in real quick for the cash in and actually got the win. So we have a new WWE Women's Champion, E.O. Sky from Damage Control. So shout out to her. Um, However, I got to say that that was a weird way of ending it for me. It's like, okay, you had Bianca win the title just to have her eat the cash in. That was Mm -hmm. kind of confusing to me. I never understood why they didn't have Asuka eat that cash in. I'll never quite understand that. So now Bianca has the distinction of not only having the longest reigning women's championship title reign, but also the shortest. <laughs> but, like I said, I, I'll never I'll never understand why they had her eat that passion. Um but shout out to Bianca though. She's clearly getting these endorsement deals. Um she came out promoting her energy drink, so she getting to the bag, but that that was just a really weird way of ending the match. Um and I was kind of torn of how to rate this one because of it. But I, I'll give it a low B because it's, you know, the ladies and this was a semi main event. This was a semi main. Um now could I have seen this one as a main event? Nah probably not, but it was semi main. Um, so shout out to them. But I I give it a low B because I'll never understand why having Bianca you know, eat the pin. I don't, I don't understand that. Mm. Um.
0: Mm.
1: D.
3: Mm. Wow.
0: It's a D.
2: Uh. Mm. I can't give it a D. Um, I'll go right in between, uh, and I'll give it a C. Because, Mm -hmm. I, I don't know, it, it. Like to me, it didn't have that. It had that wild moment, like uh, when Charlotte had, I believe, uh, when I'm sorry, Bianca came back in the ring with the you know yeah. the bum leg that she was selling and went off mm-hmm. the top rope. That's that exactly. was my wild mm-hmm. moment of the match. But there really wasn't other wild moments of the match for me to, to for me to give it a B or an A. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you know it, it, it was all right, but. Yeah, it just wasn't like, oh wow, that was awesome. You know, it was like, yeah, man, it was an okay, it was an okay match. Mm-hmm.
0: I think the issue I had for giving it a D, outside of the fact that, like alphabetically, you have Oscar, Bianca, Charlotte, ABC, right? But the reason why it gets the D, pause, is because of the fact that the WWE still feels like two women wrestlers that aren't fighting against Charlotte would be better off having Charlotte in the match Mm -hmm. I I, I don't understand that like Oscar and Bianca would have been just as good one on one Mm -hmm. with that same outcome without Charlotte being on that like Charlotte Mm -hmm. added no when I say she added no value we've seen her do this with the both of them separately we no longer need her Mm -hmm. to be a part of the match when she's had her she's had her run with the both of them insert somebody else in there that that woman's locker room is just as loaded as the men's so i'll never understand why it's like okay you had oscar you had bianca why is it like the first person they think of it's always charlotte i understand like she's Mm -hmm. the first ballot hall of famer she has all the belts and stuff like that but she's held the title so much that they had to start subtracting how many times she won the title to make it look like she's only won it a few times it's like no Even the few times, she's still at 16.
3: Like, that's crazy.
1: Okay. I'm sorry. Can we just touch on her title reigns for a skinny little moment? Because Mm -hmm. I had to do some real research on this 16, well, 15, 16 time title reign. Charlotte's title reigns, each time she's had her titles have been relatively short. Mm Mm-hmm. As opposed to say a Bianca Belair holding it for 400 or something days or even an Oscar holding her title maybe for 300 something days or even a Becky Lynch or a Bayley holding their titles for 300 or something days. Charlotte's title reigns are relatively short. Her longest title reign is 197 days. So it's like, what exactly are we talking about when we say 15 time champion? What are we talking about exactly? And that may be a weird take, but it's like, we're in the age of long title reigns now. So we kind of got to revisit this kind of stuff. You know, when you see 15-time champ, even, even with somebody like, say, a John Cena, like, look back at his title reigns. How long were his title reigns? And the fact that you, you're you winning and losing a title that many times, what does it really say about you? Yep. Well, I right, think... here's,
2: here's Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to interrupt, um, but
1: mm-hmm. how
2: long... Has Charlotte been in the WWE like since she started wrestling on the main roster, not Uh, NXT?
1: Ooh, uh, any idea? I I want to say, say, yeah. I was it been that long? She came in, yeah, because she came in when it was still the Divas title. She was also a Divas champion too, but then they went into that whole women's superstar thing. Yeah, right. Okay,
0: so I had to Google it. Her debut was July 17,
2: twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. So 2012. it's only been okay. eleven years. Eleven mm-hmm. years. Ago. Okay. Yeah. Now, now, when they signed her to her contract or whatever, you know, I'm sure she's probably signed another one by now. It's been eleven years. But mm-hmm. do you think that, that wording was in the contract that she gets the title as many times as her dad did?
0: I think that was like the only way that was was the only way they were going to do that Mm -hmm. i think with with all due respect i think when it comes to family members of like you know legacy like hall of famers what they Mm -hmm. they have it in their clause, like okay they have to hold this title any title i held they have to hold it because it adds to the prestige of that um right exactly Exactly. going into like the like the rock's daughter whenever she starts or whenever they call her up She's gonna have a, a a tough road, but they're gonna mm-hmm. instantly push very her very tough. Like, because <laughs> they're definitely gonna put they're gonna try to push her as hard as possible. But she has the Becky's of the world. Once all of them finally say, you know what, they they've reached like Trish Stratus and Lita status, where they're just kind of like like aged out. That she's gonna move in, but she's gonna she's not gonna start getting her first belt until actually that's a lie. Because they did it to her father. They're going to give it to her early. They're going to give her a title early. And they're going to be pushing her against all the people who have like the Charlottes and the Beckys and stuff like that. But it's not going to be believable because we have Charlotte who just by coincidence got there first. And if they do anything like they did with Charlotte, I can see Rock's daughter having maybe seven or eight title reigns in her first like three to four years. And we're going to be sitting there like, who did she fight the most? And guess who it's going to be? Fucking Charlotte Flair. It, it's going to be mm-hmm. disgusting. I, I'm I'm mm-hmm. not looking forward to it, but it's going to happen. Uh, but overall, with Charlotte, I don't have an issue with her. I really like her style of wrestling. I'm just tired of seeing mm-hmm. her wrestle. Mhm.
1: So I hope to that be she honest. Does. Okay. I think Charlotte, in my opinion, is as good as who she's in the ring with. Charlotte mm-hmm. versus Sasha Banks to me was awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, but say a Charlotte versus a Becky, they didn't really mesh well. So mm-hmm. I didn't really, you know, a Charlotte versus a Rhonda, I don't think they really meshed well either. But like I said, a Charlotte versus um, a Sasha Banks was awesome. Sasha, Sasha made her look awesome in their matches. Mm-hmm. So that's a little caveat to me with Charlotte Flair. It is only when, who she's paired up with. Yeah. You know. I
0: agree. But uh I agree. Yeah. yeah. The match was still a D though. That that mm-mm. no, not a D, a C. I'll give it a C. Right, now that we've talked more about it, it's a mm-hmm. C. Um and the only reason I'll do that is because of the fact that when Oscar and Bianca actually interacted, there was really good wrestling going on. But then they always had to throw in that nugget of Charlotte could be the champion because she's just out wrestling them. It's like she's out wrestling them because they're doing everything and then she just comes in at mm-hmm. the end to break up the right. you know, break up the
1: count mm-hmm. or kick them like, come on, man. Like enough. Yeah, she yeah, she definitely did not out wrestle Oscar or Bianca Belair last night. Definitely not. <laughs> not at all. Yeah, but uh moving on to the main event, which is for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship, also um was for the tribal chiefdom. So uh this was uh Roman Reigns versus Jay Uso. Uh, and this was under tribal combat rules. So I guess pretty much anyth- anything goes pretty much. Um <laughs> uh the bloodline storyline. I mean, it, it, it's pretty much the pretty much the biggest storyline the WWE or or probably even the business has ever seen in a very long time, um, and I think this kind of adds on to it. However, as time went on in the match, I can honestly say I got sleepy and I had to lay down, like, <laughs> like okay, this match is mad long and it's it started to drag out. And I, th- and I think that's kind of where I'm feeling with the Bloodline storyline. It's dragging out now. There needs to be a final, final chapter. However, who knows when that's going to be. Um, and and Jey so he did uh, really well in this match. Um, of course, him being solo. So, and it was also a full circle from when uh, Roman first won the title. So, you know, pretty full circle. And it has its twisted turns, uh, Solo Sokoa coming out to interfere. And then the ultimate interference at the very end came from Jimmy Uso, who turned on his brother, Jay. So to be continued on this one, like I said, it, I, I don't want to be overly critical, but I got to give it a C because it, it really did drag out. It really did. And for it to be a main event, I kind of lost interest at certain points. So I, I got to give it a C. Um,
2: uh, uh, <laughs> I got to give it a D. Uh, j- just for the fact that with Roman Reigns matches, you know, at, mm-hmm. at the pay-per-views, it's it's always the same thing, like yeah, you, you you know what I mean. He he, you know he gets that spear in, and then you know well mm-hmm. you, you know of course it's going to go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But it's just always the same. Like they never do anything different in his matches, right? Mm-hmm. And it's 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 almost you know I hate to say it, but it's almost borderline boring. You know. Um, I, I did I enjoy the match? Yeah, a little bit, but you know, n- not that much. Really mm-hmm. not that much. So yeah, that's why I have to give it a D.
0: Brian Giving it a D too. Um Um Every match after SummerSlam that happens with Roman Reigns may be nothing better than a c C plus mm-hmm. until he loses the belt because at this point it's not even just the fans backstage doesn't even like it and we used to give Brock shit Brock has respect <laughs> in the locker room and mm-hmm. backstage people don't yeah. respect Roman like and the reason why they don't is because you've been propping him up for a decade. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there are other superstars back there that are just like, bro, like they're wasting. Not they're not even in their prime anymore. They were in their mm-hmm. prime when they were trying to prop up Roman and they were giving Roman title shots. Now, right? They're old. <laughs> like we can come. I can comfortably say this: Seamus will never sniff a title as long as Roman has it. As long as Roman's mm-hmm. there, it won't happen. And the right. reason why I say that is because there's nothing there for him. When you sweeped out an entire roster to the point where people don't want to sign, like, the fact that Cody signed and then you still buried him after propping him Mm -hmm. up it's like okay. So, So, every, like, does he have it in his contract? Is it because, like, people just really want to see this rock match? I can comfortably say after Saturday, we're not going to see that match. That was the time for that to happen and it didn't happen. And I, I think the reason why it didn't happen, just my personal opinion, is because The Rock is like you're not gonna bury me after you bury the entire fucking family. You're not gonna... That means if The Rock loses to him, he's already, you know, he's at the bottom of that family now. Like, literally because then we gotta put Jimmy and Jay above Rock because at least they attempted, they pinned him, right? So you're not gonna get mm-hmm. that. But my, my issue isn't even with Roman Reigns. It's just the booking. You mm-hmm. book him, you make him, like they had him on first take. And I'm sitting like, yep. what? I'm like, and this Paul is a WrestleMania week? And Paul Heyman. And <laughs> I'm sitting like, what? Now, this would matter if he was going against somebody who frequent, like, if it was him and The Rock for WrestleMania, guess what? That makes sense because guess what? The Rock goes on Sports Center all the fucking time. First take as well. So you made him look powerful because the other people didn't even get to speak. Jimmy and Jey Uso said nothing the entire press run. Mm-hmm. It was all so I'm like, how, how can we do this? So, and then we already know what the fucking path is going to be. We're going to start. The next feud is going to be him and Solo. So, okay. So you went through both of them or whatever. Right. And we know the Jimmy and Jay thing will be because every time that, you know, Jay, oh, I'm sorry. Every time that Jimmy gets hurt, then Jay ends up getting a title shot. Like people have been talking about that Mm -hmm. all over Twitter, but it'll be solo next. And then we're going to be sitting there like, okay. They all fought him, but then they keep coming back. They keep gravitating, and then the bullshit story is he's our tribal chief. No, he's your fucking cousin. Like, can we just call a fucking <laughs> like what? What your tribal chief? And then to say that shit when the parents are like, all of y'all parents are still alive. Like, what? So again, what would would really pissed me off and. I hate being this person. Somebody's like, damn, Craig, you a, already you already long with it, but you're asshole with it as well. The end of the fucking match, bro. Like, everybody mm-hmm. is sitting there trying to figure out, like, oh, man, he got an opportunity. And they didn't, they didn't even make it look good. When I say they didn't make it look good, I'll give you a perfect example. Do you remember that terrible-ass Firefly match with, um, mm-hmm. with the Fiend? Yeah. With the Lord yeah. of the Dark shit? And they had the dude with the, the mask on, we're trying to figure out who he is and everything like that. And then it ends up being who who was it that ended up coming in, you know, coming out of that mask? I don't know if it was the fire that uh that Mountain Dew match or whatever, but there was a match that happened on that card where oh no, that was a Logan Paul match. That was the the fucking Logan Paul match. And the reason why I remember it was his like his his black best friend, right? And he was doing mm-hmm. he was in that uh he was in that Mountain Dew container and then he ended up clotheslining somebody and comes out boom, he's Logan Paul's friend. Having because I can't even remember which twin it is. It's Jay Uso is the one who interfered, right? Is it Jimmy? I'm not even sure. It was Jimmy. Jimmy who um, interfered, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My thing is, you've been getting your ass whooped by your own cousin and your brother. Your brother defends you. Mm -hmm. In your defense, and you know what you do? You interfere against him. On what planet does that fucking make sense? (laughs)
2: it's just something to add to the storyline that's all it is and and you're exactly right though it makes no sense
0: right now now call call me an asshole here and I I swear I'll shut up Like I'll play the voicemails after this if y'all both can't beat your cousin one on one why not interfere in a match so your brother wins and then hit him start a fucking feud that way, you have a greater chance of beating your fucking brother. Man, call me. An and, and it would have been. And it would have been for the belt. It
3: would have been yes. for the
0: championship. Th-
1: these, right. these are the things, Lou. I'll
0: I, I legitimately never fucking understand. I was in there like. Can that.
2: I, I, I just wanted. Oh no, no, no! I'll wait till you're done because I wanted to go back to the Paul Heyman, uh, Roman Reigns on first take thing for a second. Yes. that's all. No, let's go to that. Let's go to that. I just did you see what, what Paul Heyman said when oh, I think it was Stephen A asked him, like, you know, how do you consider yourself among like the all time greats or whatever? Like, as far as uh. <laughs> and he said, Oh, I'm the GOAT, yeah, I'm the GOAT, I'm yep. the greatest of all time. And then he brought up, he was like, saying, <laughs> Oh, about Bobby, oh. yep, Bobby, yeah, Ian. yeah. yeah. He was like, Well, what about Bob? What about Bobby the brain? He said, Oh, he's dead. Who cares? (laughs) What the fuck? Oh Oh, my god. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh, I could not believe he said that shit.
0: I'm sitting there, I'm like, that's one of those moments. That's that that's that Booker T moment where he cursed and then he instantly regretted that shit. He's like, oh, we coming for you. And then he's like, shit. Like he had that look, like, Paul. Uh Uh-huh. Like at this point, even they know it's jumped, like it's jumped the shark. It's literally the sharknado of wrestling right now. This shit is just like we're only watching it because we want to see the end. But we know it's going to be bad anyway. And we're going to complain about the end. Because mm-hmm. if he's beat everybody, right? When I say everybody, I mean, everybody. To the point where no one wants to sign a WWE because everybody wants a chance at that belt. They even split up the belt and they made the other belt matter left all the World Heavyweight Championship looks like now is the Intercontinental Championship. That's all the fuck it looks like over there. And they didn't even promote the fucking Seth match the way that they promoted this one. So, the fact that you have two main event matches that were supposed to be on the same playing field when it comes to storylines, like, one storyline has been built up for how many years? Versus this one that just, they concocted it up in 90 days and shit? And was sitting there like, okay, cool. I would have much rather seen Mm -hmm. the Finn Balor match with Seth be the main event because the storyline mattered. It made more sense. And in many other pay-per-views, it would have happened that way because the the Roman match would have been the co-main event because we already know the fucking outcome. They keep making it seem like he's going to win even before the match starts. We already know he's not going to lose. They just tell him a good enough story. That you're like, all right, cool. There's a chance, but the moment the bell rings, we're like, oh no, it's the same old shit, same thing. All right, cool. We already mm-hmm. know he's going to win. I knew six minutes into this shit, I was like, oh yeah, this going to happen. And then when would really doubt it back for me when I was like, yeah, he. There's no way he can lose. It's when he ran outside of the ring because I was like, how the fuck they going to bring Solo into the story then? How can they bring Solo into the story mm-hmm. unless they go some backstage or around the arena or some shit like that? And true to form, they did that. So. But to literally have the one opportunity where the storyline made sense, the brothers intervene, you know, one brother wins the belt. The other brother's happy for him, but he's kind of jealous because that could have been him. Starts a rivalry Mm -hmm. there that builds. How do you you blew it so bad that every beat writer for the WWE all collectively said the same shit? Even even the ones who swear up and down That there's nothing Roman can do wrong It's like wait That was the opportunity I'm talking Raja, WWF, WrestleZone The, the assholes who have their own Facebook groups and shit like that All of them collectively mm-hmm. said This was madness They got a D for me Because it was dumb mm-hmm. It legitimately was dumb So yeah Absolute ass, they can keep it I'm and then, just last thing, this motherfucker, he's still taking a break. We won't see yep, him again until Survivor's On soon. vacation, yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. Disgusting.
1: Yeah, so. The only yeah, thing so I, I want to add. So much plan. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, God. I, I'm sorry, Ashley. Um, mm-hmm. The only thing I want to add is what, what, what Greg was saying about The Rock, and he didn't show up, and, I mean, you know, you know, I, I actually, I don't know if you feel this way, Greg. I think you do, but is The Rock gonna face Roman Reigns eventually? It kind of has that. Rock versus Hulk Hogan, uh, yep. at I forget which WrestleMania that was at. You know, they're, they're gonna bill it as like the greatest match of all time, part two mm-hmm. or, you know, some shit. And. You know, rumors always swirl two, three weeks before every pay-per-view. Oh, The Rock's going to be at WrestleMania. The Rock's going to be at SummerSlam. They never show up. Blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. So he, I don't even look forward to it anymore. because I'm not even going to get my hopes up because that is something I would like to see. It, it really is. But I'm just not going to, you know, get my hopes up anymore into what I, like, until he shows up. Put
1: it that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that was pretty much SummerSlam in a nutshell. Yeah, uh, let's get these voicemails out the way.
0: I'm gonna play this guy, Henry. Henry, I will say this if you're screaming, don't you're gonna get blocked. So let's just play it now. Oh, of
3: course, (laughs) Uh, all I got two from John. Didn't Charlotte Flair win the title like ten times against Sasha Banks?
0: At least five, I believe. At least, Mm -hmm. yeah, at least five
3: of them. The bloodline story is getting so confusing to me. First, Jay was with Roman. Then Jimmy comes back, tries to get him away from Roman. Then Jimmy joins both of them, and they become tag team champions. When they lose the championship, then Jimmy tries to get Jay to leave the bloodline. Then when Jay leaves the bloodline, fights Roman, Jimmy interferes in the match. The shit is crazy. I have no idea what's going on.
0: Yeah. It's it's over mm-hmm. for that story. Honestly, if it does not end yeah. by December 31st, I'm telling you, it, it has to. It, there's no fucking way. This shit goes into 2024 and like, even if he's still the champion, like, don't let him show up at Royal Rumble. Just honestly say, whoever the fuck wins Royal Rumble, you fight Roman. Because that's what the fuck is going to be. Have the Rock come back at entry 29. He ends up eliminating six people. Boom. He ends up being, you know, the person who's supposed to fight him. Have that three month buildup like they did with Rock versus Cena. And then mm-hmm. we get a terrible ass 28 minute match with Roman. In the <laughs> like, yeah, right. Like,. <laughs> <laughs> God. And then the fucked up part about it is they had two Hollywood. They had two Hollywood WrestleMania's and Rock was like, no. The only reason I see it happening yeah. this year is because Kevin Hart did a episode of Heart to Heart with The Rock. And he, you know, The Rock was like, Guess I'll see you in Philly, because Kevin Hart's allegedly supposed to be hosting WrestleMania. But so makes sense. They're mm. friends. It's in Philly. Cool. The problem I have with this is it is a match that could have happened four years ago. And win or lose, it would just add it to the prestige. Roman mm. doesn't get any prestige for the last year and a half fighting his cousins who've never won shit outside of winning together. That's the fucked up mm. part about it, yeah, like okay, they've never been intercontinental u s hardcore women's championship, uh ping pong championship. they've won nothing else separate. they only win together. And the moment they're supposed to win individually, they interfere in their own magic. Yeah. Let's move on before I get angry again. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah, so moving on to other wrestling news. Um, AEW or uh, WCW 2.0, as I like to call them with all this drama. Um, Basically, the wrestling Wrestling Twitter has been on fire um, for the past, I would say, maybe four days or so after um, after a veteran wrestler named Lufisto, who is a female wrestler. She's pretty much a vet on the independent scene. Um, she spoke about her time in AEW. And I just want to start off before I go into uh, what she talked about and say hashtag Big Swole was right. In case y'all don't know who Big Swole is, Big Swole is a female wrestler, a black female wrestler who pretty much talked about her time um, a few years ago with AEW and how it lacked diversity, it lacked organization. Well, Lufisto comes along with a tweet and her interview with Fightful, pretty much saying the exact same thing. Um, pretty much how AEW is totally unorganized, um, a whole lot of backstage politics a whole lot of clicks uh there's you know the whole mean girl syndrome all of that um and talked about how you know, you know her coming out with all of this may have cost her some coaching gigs within the within the company but yeah just <laughs> i mean it, it I mean, what what can you say except, yeah, this is WCW all over again. And for those of us who you know who watched it back then, you saw all the drama really play out. You saw how there were wrestlers who were in executive positions and really politicking for themselves. Um, one being Hogan, another being Kevin Nash, who was active on the roster, but yet was playing as the Booker. And I think he, I think he played another part in that company too, but yeah, I mean, it's the same thing. It's the same MO. There's no organization whatsoever, but then you have someone like Tony Khan, who's, who's not even a wrestling guy. Like, I mean, I, I, I think people forget that he's not a wrestling guy. He's a wrestling Mm -hmm. fan who has a lot of money and wanted to start a company. Who does that sound like? Who did that remind you of? Mm -hmm. Ted Turner. Ted Turner, not a wrestling guy. He's a wrestling fan with a lot of money and said, I want to start a company to put this McMahon out of business. Okay. So what did he do? He went out and started getting everyone who was leaving WWE and wanted more money, he threw money at him. So then you got the you get the uh, Scott Halls, you get the Kevin Nashes, you get the Lex Lugers, you get the Hogan's, the Randy Savages. You're getting all of these established wWE names and you're bringing them onto the roster um it, and you and you got a lot of money you know you yeah. have i think they had the same amount of televised shows I mean it's like aew is really following the same formula and it's like it, it was all unorganized it was unorganized it was very clicky you know uh Lupita still talks about you know the vibe that she got in the women's locker room um and she mentioned how you know some of the girls like ruby soho and um some of the other girls were really separated like there was no unity in the locker room at all well apparently tony khan must have heard this and thought well yeah we need to go into some quick damage control um because yeah he everybody went on twitter and basically went into um yeah the damage control yo no aew's fine you're nobody who are you you didn't even make it no the women's Mm -hmm. locker room is fine there's no issues i mean it was very calculated it's very obvious that when everybody one by one starts dropping the same type of tweets it's like it's obvious the call came from inside yeah we need to do some damage control but But I mean, Lufisto came out after Swole and they saying the same thing. So it's like, everybody can't be wrong. Everybody can't be lying. Now, I mean, their experience is their experience. Some may have had good ones, some may have had bad ones, but the fact that Lufisto is saying the same thing that Swole did, everybody ain't lying. So, I mean, at some point, you know, you're being told you're not organized. When are you going to get organized? Why is Tony Khan the booker? you're not a wrestling guy now as as much as much bs we talk about Vince McMahon Vince is still a wrestling guy he's been in the business it's in his DNA all his life okay um Triple H is also a wrestling guy Tony Khan is not a wrestling guy so it's like why is he making these types of decisions and then like say you have the EVPs you have um the elite you have the young bucks and you have Kenny Omega who are executive vice presidents but they're also on the roster so it's like you know how how unbiased can you be if you're on the roster and you're also making those big decisions mm. you know what I'm saying so yeah man I, as much as i i really i really want AEW to do well i really do sure. i don't want to be critical of them because they really changed the outlook of wrestling business when they really popped off because it was very wwe centered like they were the only game in town at at a certain point like you had nowhere else to go so you had to eat up a lot of bs within wwe or else you were going to be out of a job now you have options right you can go to an adw you can go to an impact wrestling um, you can go to a new Japan. It's like you have options now. So I really want an AEW to do well. However, with the with the parallels that I just laid out between them and WCW, if they keep on this path, it's not going end well. Mm-hmm. And they're gonna end up getting bought out. Cause I guarantee you, Vince would love nothing more to buy out this competition. Exactly. <laughs> He would love it nothing more to buy out his competition. Like that's like Tony Khan, get it together, man. Everybody ain't lying. Everybody ain't trying to, you know, throw salt on your business. It, fix, fix your organization. Get the right people involved. Get the right wrestling minds involved so they can help you make decisions. You don't need to be booking. You know, you like to book your dream matches. And I think that's why I like Forbidden Doors so much because you can get your dream matches there. But you can't run your business off of dream matches. Like you got to have some real storylines, some real developments. And now you got Ring of Honor under your belt. It's like, dude, it's, it's too much. You're going down the wrong path already. Yep. Yep.
2: That was that was my next question too. Is how many years do you think before Vince and Triple H buy out AEW? Three. You know what? I, I don't, I mean, I don't even want to think about it.
1: I don't. I don't even, even want to think. I don't, but,
2: Like with everything that's going on now, that everything you just talked about, it it it, you you would you know you you would actually think that you know it is in the you know the back of their minds right now, right? I I mean that's just what I was you know thinking you know how many years before Mm -hmm. it does happen because you know will will it implode you know and and just like Mm -hmm. you said I hope it doesn't either I really really don't right, but. You, you just you just never
1: know. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yep. Well, and yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. I'm letting you go. Well, um, kind of going back to um, Big Swole for a minute and, you know, how she talked about there was a real lack of diversity back then. And yeah, um, we do have more diverse wrestlers in terms of um uh race, gender, um orientation, things like that. But if you look week after week on the two main flagship shows, so that would be Rampage and Dynamite, you're getting the same people. You're getting the same people, the same characters, the same storylines if you can call it that. It's like there's there's no organization it's like we still have we hadn't seen Miro in like months before they made Collision so I'm guessing that's where they're going to shift a lot of other people to but I mean it there's there's no diversity in terms of who you're showing on your two flagship shows and that's uh, Rampage on uh, Wednesday night and then uh, Dynamite on Friday nights um I can honestly say that their collision show on Saturdays, is probably the best show right now. You know, um, Mm -hmm. you have Ricky Starr at CM Punk. You have House of Black. You have Andrade. That's that's their best show. So it's like, it's a lot going on. Um, And I can honestly hope that they're not operating in the red like WCW was. Because like I said, that's three shows. Three weekly shows on top of Ring of Honor that they're putting on. So hopefully they got their finances in order, you know, um, cause that was definitely WCW's big problem. Finances monthly, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> any other thoughts on this? Cause I mean, it, it was a lot. And like I said, wrestling Twitter was on fire. Like, for me, like,
0: Like, I follow AEW, not to, like, the degree that, like, you do, but what you tell me and what you tell us, I go back and I'm like, okay, like, is it worth it? And I feel like it's worth watching now because the last thing I want to happen is what Lou and I think is going to happen, which is Mm -hmm. it fail. Because we know what happens when other wrestling, like, companies fail. Mm -hmm. WWE puts on bad products and as a WWE Mm -hmm. fan, I like when they're being challenged, but I'm starting to see it like the last, how can I put it? The last 14, 16 months, um, they didn't really compete talking about AEW. And Mm -hmm. you would think, you know, bringing CM Punk and a whole bunch of people, MJF getting the title and all all these things would have made the Lord better. But it's like that quick pop and then there's just nothing else. So mm-hmm. what? Yeah. the only thing I have to say is I, I hope for the best for AEW because that's what, for me, is best for business. But ultimately, mm-hmm. if Khan is going to do a con and just honestly think about, like you said, his dream matches and who he thinks line up together they won't line up together long because we're seeing it with the WWE. Right. There's frustrations there. The issue with frustrations mm-hmm. is the WWE being so frustrated or certain people being frustrated, they know not to go to AEW because there are people at AEW who are seeing the same shit. The difference in that mm-hmm. is it's like going to your local like restaurant versus a big organization that's corporate with a bunch of restaurants everywhere else. You know what you're going to get, but it's going to be good when right. you go. And WWE, they go to Texas, they go to Florida, they go to California, Seattle, all these places. And they put on a product. AEW, they stick to their like n- local network. And it's good. It's palatable. But when they try to do something big, it, it works out. And it's I'd say maybe 30% of the time it works out. All oh, the 70% it, mm-hmm. it's hit on this because of what the card looks like. And I think right, what, mm-hmm. what Khan is trying to do is he's trying to put too much together with nothing. Mm-hmm. It's like when WWE had Raw, SmackDown, um, main event, Sunday Night Heat, all these mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And watch, we, we don't need all of this. Put on yeah, one or lot. two good products yeah. and just let us be that. But ultimately, the last statement I have to say is I just I don't want AEW to fail. I, I, mm-hmm. If I have to watch it more. If I have to entertain it more, then so be it. But like you said, like the people I wanted to watch, I don't see them a lot. When I saw Nero mm-hmm. like doing what he was doing when he first started, I was like, cool. But it happens with so many people who go to AEW. They mm-hmm. get there, they're hot, and then they get then it's not even they get buried, they get forgotten about because mm-hmm. when you're in a classroom of fifty six people all competing for yep. the same thing, it's like mm-hmm. it's over, it's overloaded. You're not going to get the teacher's attention when it's fifty of you. So yeah. Yep, I, I'm just wishing for the best.
1: Yep, and um, I also got to say, so uh, All In, which is their pretty much uh, another big pay-per-view for AEW, that's coming in, I believe it's August 27th, I think, or oh, August 31st, but it's at the end of the month. So that's going to be from Wembley Stadium in the UK. Um and that's pretty significant because uh, WWE pretty much held the biggest SummerSlam event from Wembley Stadium, sold it out in like minutes. So this will be a really big test for AEW, in my opinion, to see if they're really, truly, really ready for that competition. This card needs to be very entertaining, in my opinion. Like they they really have no chances to slip and I think um when this event gets reported on it's going to be the difference between the AEW marks and everybody else right because um like us I think I us we're 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 pretty brutally honest when it comes to events but that's not what a lot of wrestling publications do like they there's wrestling publications that really like to uh, KISS AEW's behind just like there's one of the KISS uh, WWE's behind there's not a whole lot of unbiased reporting when it comes to um, events and certain promotions but um, to me this one for me will let me know whether or not they're really truly ready to compete so far yes. so yeah um, <laughs> but yeah it, it's an interesting time to be in um Next week, I think I'll get into New Japan because this G1 season is wrapping up. So um, I'll get into that next week. Um, I do want to send a special trial to Impact Wrestling um, mm-hmm. who are treating their women's d- division very well. Um, I'm very happy that Trinity went there. Trinity, formerly Naomi in WWE, she's current knockout champion. They really love their women's division. They nurture them. They put them out in front. They showcase them like they're supposed to. So shout out to them. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I got for wrestling commentary. (laughs) Okay. Well, yeah. I'm just
0: letting everybody know next week it is going to be absolute flames. We're going to have more with wrestling. Um, we we, we still are open ended to when Q will be back, but I will let you know we will have the football, the fantasy football draft. Um, we're going to do that in about, Three Mm -hmm. weeks. Um, So I will have that. The next episode we'll have uh, talks about the Fantasy League. We'll talk about the NFL and a lot of the shit that's been going on. No NBA news. I can just comfortably say that. Um, I will have some golf news because I've been watching golf. And, you know, some other sports because I want to just diversify. Um, Baseball, fuck that sport because of gambling. (laughs) 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 Um, And... If, if I can just briefly say, because, you know, I just want to tag what I want to bring up as an award. Megan Rapino and the U.S. women's team, um, y- y- you let us down. And I'll talk about that more next week. Um, do you have any final thoughts before we get up out of
2: here? Um, no, I- I'm good. Um, looking forward to next week's show. Uh, yeah, Great, a great episode tonight. I uh, thoroughly enjoyed yeah. talking about it everything tonight
0: so yeah uh, the same yeah all right so ladies and gentlemen we will see you next week peace y'all
1: yeah peace y'all have a good night peace out hey do you have the wi-fi password common words everyone has said in an airport coffee shop or any public place with free internet don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to nordvpn NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription.